When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's crunch time in the BBL, particularly tonight for the Renegades and the Strikers. The Renegades fourth on the table at six and seven. The Strikers sit sixth on five and eight. You can hear it tonight on BBL Nation from 7.15. One man that will be calling all the action is Bryce McGain, and he joins us this morning. Morning, Bryce. Morning, Jules. Great to be catching up with you. And you're right, it's absolutely business end now. Few of these teams have had a, had some chances to lock away their spots, but they've just stumbled and stalled, except those two top teams. I was going to ask you about the top teams in a sec, and um, but the Renegades, just going back to their last game, David Moody misses tonight after he delivered two balls above waist height. Aaron Finch thinks he was very unlucky with that second one in particular. How did you see all that, and do you think he is a little bit unlucky to be missing this game? Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Maybe it comes down to not necessarily the form situation, but with uh, bowling just one legitimate delivery and being banned, but um, uh, from bowling in that in that game. But it probably comes down to matchups as well. Who they want to match up against the Adelaide strikers? Maybe they saw some matchups, some different bowling conditions that suited him uh, in that game uh, against the, the Scorchers, where they put on a pretty good run chase. Um, so th- that's probably where he finds himself missing out. A bit of a bouncier Perth Stadium wicket probably suited him a bit more. Just with the Renegades tonight, and it's been talked about a lot during this tournament, would you like to see Will Sutherland bat higher in their order, depending on the circumstance of the game? We've dug him out of some holes at different spots. He's got him close to some uh, games. Boys, it would have been a breakout series for him. I- I'd love to see him go in there. Uh, as the, the, the freewheeling player. They've done it at different times, and he's done a terrific job. He's playing with enormous confidence, and I think it's come across from his Sheffield Shield. Um, he made 100 in the Sheffield Shield. Uh, I think his bowling is what's got him a game in the last few years, and he's been a handy bat. Now his batting's come to the fore, and I think what we'll see for the rest of his career is... He's a batting all-rounder. Geez, handy with the ball. He, he, you know, he's a first-class five-wicket taker multiple times now, and he's been doing a terrific job in the T20. But I think his batting's come to the fore. Now he understands his game better, and he believes in himself a lot more. And he likes the responsibility. He's always been that type of player to take on the responsibility of the team situation. He's a good leader, a clear thinker about cricket. So it's all coming to fruition. That's the long answer. The short answer, yeah, I'd love to see him up the order and face more balls. <laughs> I think I think we all would. Just on the strikers, I think when all the test players came back, we probably all thought the strikers are probably going to benefit the most. They get Alex Carey and Travis Head back in their side, but it hasn't really worked out so far. No, and I think what we're seeing, and I think we see it with Dave Warner as well, is some real mental fatigue. Even though they played maybe some softer opposition and the results were pretty straightforward, to get up for test cricket, it takes a lot of preparation mentally and, and physically. And then to play in the moments and perform the way that they did in, those, in the games, in the test series. And both those players took um, large steps to you know, 
furthering their career and had real exceptional series. Uh, Alex Carey, I thought he could have been the player of the series for mine. So could a head as well, Travis Head. So I think they've just had the downside of that. Then transitioning to T20, they often talk about, oh, it's a bit of freedom. You can relax and go about it. But still, you make one mistake in T20 and they've got you. And that's what they're finding. That They haven't really hit their straps. But they could be so dangerous tonight at Marvel. It's going to be so interesting to see how those players get up for this particular game after a few flat performances. The outlier all that, of course, though, Bryce, is Steve Smith. 66 off 33 again last night. Two centuries. And look, they're probably not... I don't, I don't remember that many people questioning it at the time, but it is now hard to believe that he played one match in the T20 World Cup for Australia, and that was the last match. I think what we're seeing is just his um, concentration, mental capacity, as some of the the best uh, in Australia are really struggling with that transition. He's still able to tune his mind, his body to performing at the uber elite level. No one is getting close to the way he... He's nearly clocked the game of cricket, Jules. It's been ridiculous the way he's been playing. And I think it's a bit of a stroke of genius too, I think, behind the scenes uh, with the coaching staff, with Greg Shippard, and even Cameron Watt uh, as the assistant coach there. Cameron White's been an advocate for some time of him batting up the order and opening, suggesting that he's maybe not that problem solver that number four in T20 that knocks the ball around and hands it over to the big hitters but his ability to hit the ball at 360 degrees when the field has to be up for four overs has now come into fruition he is always off to a flyer because his hand-eye coordination is so good and he can hit the same ball in four different spots so wherever you put the, the boundary rider out to protect the boundary he's got three other shots where he can hit that same ball He's a pure genius, and it's a, such a pleasure to be watching him play the game now. It's so good to watch. He's still got time on his side in terms of his career. I know he said that he's not sure how long he'll play for, but right now, is he clearly the second-best batter Australia's ever produced? I mean, behind Bradman. Oh, 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 yeah, it, it's difficult to compare that situation Um a good friend of mine, Paul Kennedy, has just done one with Tendulkar and Bradman uh, that, that went out uh, just the other other night and or coming up. And it's just... I think it might have been out last night, actually, um, on the ABC. And uh, it's certainly worth a view of that, a documentary that um, Paul Kennedy put out about Tendulkar and Bradman. But it's so hard to compare different eras. You can do it with stats. But in terms of an all-round game that... It's transformed. It, it, Bradman didn't get to play T20 cricket, um, no one-day cricket, just test cricket, but it was a, a complete outlier in that game. Oh, he, he's absolutely performing to levels that we've only dreamt of and maybe um, some of us mere mortals have only done in stick cricket because he's been <laughs> absolutely extraordinary and... I've got to say, Jules, isn't it unreal to watch someone at the absolute best just make it look easy? Absolutely, and that's what he's doing at the moment. We're talking to Bryce McGain. He'll be on the mic tonight. It's the Renegades and the Strikers. Uh, coverage begins at 7, live on SEN around the country tonight. Play gets underway at 7.15. So T20 is meant to be a bit of a 
you know, a fluky game, unpredictable results. Anyone should be able to beat anyone. But right now, I think we'd all be surprised if it's not a Sixers versus Scorchers grand final. Why have these teams, not just this year, but over the history of the competition, really, been able to separate themselves from the rest? It comes down to all the aspects of all great teams, I think. And it's a difficult competition because you only get the players together fundamentally for a week before you get cracking. So it might be as long as 10 days before the Big Bash starts that you get your players from different areas and be able to do that. So then it comes down to the man management of the people around the organisation. It certainly comes down to the talent in your list and how they can continually uh, pull the right levers to get the players performing at their absolute best. So there's a, there's a lot of things that go to it. Then it comes down to the players themselves knowing their role and having it crystal clear and unbelievably supported unconditionally by everyone else in the squad. And the teams that are able to do that successfully have been these two. They've been standouts for a long time. I think Perth Scorchers benefited as a culture, as an organisation from the, the lockdowns where they spent so much time together. They made that a family time. They're a really family organisation. They, they have kids. They are all associated. They know each other inside and out and their families. And we know that that brings good organisations, good sporting teams in any code. It brings them together and delivers a lot of trust. So I think it's all of those aspects that these teams have been able to get right. It's also stability. They don't have a lot of ins and outs and changes. They do a few little tweaks and they look for improvements and help players improve to get better. Uh, And, you know, it seems like a seamless transition, but there's a lot of work that goes into that. When players go out injured, like a Mitch Marsh, in comes an Aaron Hardy. But that's been years in the preparation and support and the confidence that everyone has around him so he can perform at his best. If it, it's, uh, it's, they're really good stories. I'd love to see behind the scenes more about them. Um, I'm trying to delve in there and talk to the players every moment, but they're the things that I'm gathering. It's a combination of everything, and they're doing it so well. Have you got one ahead of the other in terms of this season? If you've got one that you think might get the job done and- Say that first final. Who have you got? Who have you got winning that game? Gee, uh, for me, it's a flip of a coin. Earlier on, I would have said Perth. Uh, I think with the Australian Test tour going and Ashton Agar on that, I think that's a loss for Perth. I think Mitch Marsh out is also a loss. Um, I think the Sixers are playing some enormously confident T20 cricket. They've really got it going, and it is on the back of Steve Smith who goes off as well. So I I just don't know. It's a flip of a coin. It's going to be one almighty game, and it's going to be interesting to who steps into those roles. It could be a Daniel Hughes for the Sydney Sixers that comes in, who you'd think's been warming the bench and is stone cold, but he might turn one on just like Steve Smith has done. And the other players, of course, the depth of the Perth Scorchers, it's so difficult to select, but... Um, I think we're, what we're going to see is two enormous games. There'll be a qualifier and there'll be a final, and I think it'll be pink and orange fighting it out. Yeah, it's hard to see anyone else doing that uh, at the moment. Uh, Dan Christian's been such a good player uh, for a range of BBL clubs. He's still doing it for the Sixers, but announced his retirement uh, the other day. Um, he's, he's had a wonderful career, hasn't he? Not only in the BBL, but uh, around the world playing 
particularly T20 cricket. Yeah, I reckon he's got a grey hair for all the successes that he's had. <laughs> Not only titles, but all the games that he's won off his own bat and all the bowling performances. He's got a grey hair for every one of them. And uh, look, he, he's been so good to watch. And I know that the Sydney Sixers couldn't believe that he was left on the shelf a few years ago and said, what, he's available? Oh, we'll have him. And it, it's helped them to further success. He, he's just a, a, a terrific team player. He's an all-round cricketer. And uh, his, his time at the, the, the Victorian Bush Rangers at the time was uh, pretty special um, when he came across and, and helped the further success of the Victorian group. And, um, look, he, he's going to be fondly uh, thought of, fondly, uh, well, uh, considered as one of the greats of T20 cricket and one of the forefathers, I suppose, of the game and the, the high, high success stories. Before we let you go, Bryce, so who wins tonight? Do the Renegades get the win they need to play finals or can you see the Strikers, uh, you know, maybe getting back to some of their best form and a couple of their test stars actually clicking into gear? Strikers are dangerous, no doubt about it, Jules. But for me, tonight, it's going to be the red team. It's uh, a time for them to put on the performance that they've wanted to do to lock themselves away up in the pointy end of the finals and, and deliver some confidence. They had a good reset when they were away in Perth. It wasn't a bad game. Yes, they got done. It was a good opportunity to go up against the best. Now they have some of that good form and uh, uh, put it to the strikers tonight at Marvel. Red team for me. Yeah, it's been a great... Uh, the Big Bash has got better and better as it's gone on, and we're reaching climax uh, now, starting with tonight. The Gades and the strikers at Marvel. Coverage on SEN from 7pm. You'll hear Bryce McGain behind the mic. Uh, Bryce, thanks for your time this morning. No problem at all. Looking forward to hearing and listening and tuning in with everyone tonight.